Thanks for listening to the Best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of the Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. The Urban Meyer stuff, I mean, we talked about it yesterday. You said it's time for him to go. After this season, he should be fired. And, Rob, a story came out today that if true, and and I'm calling on the Jacksonville Jaguars to investigate it, if true, he got to go. If true. Now, the, the story, here's the headline. In the Tampa Bay Tribune, former Jaguars kicker Josh Lambeau says he was, I'm sorry, the Tampa Bay Times. Former Jaguars kicker Josh Lambeau says he was kicked by Urban Meyer during warmups. Kicked. Now, the way that Lambeau, who Lambeau's a former, you know, player, kicker for the Jaguars. And the way he tells the story, he had, you know, he had struggled in the preseason. And Meyer went up to him while he was, I guess, stretching. He was in a lunge position. And said, let me show you how to make field goals. (laughs) Well, he said what Meyer said to him was, are you going to stop effing? I don't have a quote in front of me, but are you going to stop effing? Are you going to start making effing kicks or something to that effect? We got to call it up. Rob G, you got the the quote. Exactly. I don't want to mess around with this. Um, But anyway, Rob G will get the quote. But what he didn't hear, Rob G, give us the exact quote. Exact quote, according to Josh Lambeau to the Tampa Bay Times. He said, I'm in a lunge position, leg forward, right, left, leg back. Urban Meyer walks up to me and says, hey, dip blank. Make your effing kicks, and he kicks me in the leg. Now, he said it wasn't, you know, look. I mean, some people might say, just don't touch a player. You know, a a love tap, a little joking. Hey, man, come on. You got to start making these kicks or something. It wasn't that because Lambeau described it, Rob G. Yeah, Tell he said that um, it definitely wasn't a love tap, but he didn't definitely didn't kick him as hard as he could. And then he continued later on. He said, for a second, I couldn't believe it actually happened. And part of my vulgarity, I said, don't you ever, ever effing kick me again. His response was, I'm the head ball coach. I'll kick you whenever the well, F I want to. See? Now, Lambo something- said it, Rob. Lambo called it a five on a scale of one to ten. Meaning, yeah, he didn't kick me as hard as he could, but it wasn't like a little joke. You know what I mean? He said other players were there and saw it. And he said the next morning, now Lambo, because I read the whole story, Lambo is saying that he talked to some other people on the coaching staff about the way Meyer was coaching him and he didn't like it. So the next morning, Lambo's in line getting, you know, the nutritional line getting a smoothie. He says Urban Meyer goes up to him privately, one-on-one, and is like, like he said, he's kind of like understanding, like, all right, I get it. You don't like me doing this or that. But then he says, if you ever talk to me like that again, Rob G, maybe you can find that exact quote. But he rips Lambo for like talking to him the way he did after he kicked him. Like saying, don't ever right, don't kick ever me again. Right, don't ever kick me again. Right, he, right, right. He said, if you got a problem with that, then you come to me privately and say you don't like being kicked. 
And I'm like, hold on. First dude, of all, dude, I, let me stop. go here first stop. of all, Rob. Right. What? Well, well, that that sounds go ahead, ludicrous. Go ahead. You can go. No, you can go ahead. For, that go sounds ahead. ludicrous. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I, just, I was going to say this number one is an extension and gone overboard of what we talked about yesterday of Urban Meyer thinking he's still at Ohio State. Not that this would be fine at Ohio State, but obviously at lower levels, the coach, the head ball coach, as he calls himself, can do whatever the heck he wants. Right. But in a lot, he shouldn't be able to, but in a lot of cases he gets to, but Rob, these are grown men. All right. My thing is if you want to kick Josh Lambeau like that, then Josh Lambeau has every right to get up and punch you in the face or get up and defend himself. And let's take it to the, what if Josh Lambeau as a one grown man to another gets up and defends himself and beats the snot out of Urban Meyer in front of the whole team. You think he's going to be able to coach? Right. You think he's going to still have the respect and the authority necessary to coach? You can't treat, you shouldn't treat any of the players like this. But grown men, he doesn't, this is emblematic, if true, emblematic of Urban Meyer not understanding you are dealing with grown men now. And you can't, just do whatever the heck you want to to him. And to tell him, come to me privately, you didn't kick me in private. You kicked me in front of everybody. So don't expect the solution to be done in private either. So, Rob, if this is true, and I think the Jacksonville Jaguars should do an, launch an investigation, as you said yesterday, you can already point to many think, reasons that you could argue he should be fired. Who was it on our show yesterday I don't know if it's Ephraim Salam. Somebody was saying they thought him staying in Ohio could be a fireable offense with oh, right. cause, no. meaning you might be able to get out of contract. This could be a fireable offense with cause, meaning they yeah. might be able to get out of contract. And Rob, it, this is just, it's just ridiculous. I mean, you can't do that stuff to a grown man. Well, well, this is what I was saying yesterday, Chris. It's a laundry list of things that he's done already that I think they could get cause. And, of course, there would be some sort of buyout number, but it wouldn't be the full boatload of money that they owe him. But I think if you're you're Khan, the owner, you got to go, dude, this is just a disaster. Look at all this stuff. It's just one embarrassment it's, after right, the other. It's one thing Quite after honest. another. Like, I just – you would think he would come in knowing the history that a lot of college coaches haven't succeeded, try to do stuff differently, understand – you know, I, I just remember even Chris with the strength and conditioning coach from Iowa, like he really thought like, no, I'm the coach. I'm hiring right. this dude that the players were going to stand for it. Like yep. this guy had like a muddy past with racial stuff in a league. That's I mean, 75% just, Rob, black. It, it was just happening. Right. Wasn't like it was 20 years ago, 10 years ago. Even right. And he cleansed ago. himself or the uh, redeemed Iowa himself. said it right away. Right. It was a year before he was hired that they were, you know, telling their stories. This is what I'm saying. And and he still, like, like, like didn't care what people would think. I'm the coach. I get to hire everybody. When he calls his staff losers, Chris, he hired every single – that's his staff. He hired those guys. They got to prove to him that he's not a loser? Come on. I saw the best n- nickname for him, Urban Liar. I mean, it's just time. It, it's, it's time. Just, it, it, it just Rob, didn't work. 
you know I'm an old school guy. I don't mind hard coaching. And I think it was Rod Woodson that said it could be a foul. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was, it was, it was Rod. I I don't mind hard coaching at all. Him kicking the player. I, I mean, I, you know, I can't recall. Did I ever see a player kicked or I'm just talking about playing through high school football or college basketball, like grabbed by the face mask and dragged to a different position on the field or something. Probably, yeah, I think I probably did. And I think you think nothing of it when you're coming up and that's just how things are. But we're in a different day and age, one. But two, I wasn't, a, these are grown men. And like I said, if Josh Lambeau, I think he would have been fully within his rights to get up and smack Urban Meyer. Once, once somebody, Chris, and you know this, like the foot two is very disrespectful. Like just somebody kicking you or stomping you or putting their foot on you. Do you know, like you're you're beneath me is really the connotation for a foot kind of deal. Like, like you get stomped. So I'm not saying he stomped him, but I'm just saying this is unbecoming of a National Football League head coach. And I don't know what Khan will I, – I think because Khan won't strictly endorse him, Chris, and say he's coming back and we're going to work through this and saying I want to make the right decision, I, I do believe he's gonna, they're going to pull a plug on Urban Meyer. They need to do an investigation, Rob, because, you know, of Urban course. Meyer deserves his day in court, if you will. No doubt. Um, do an investigation. If this proves to be true, but, it but wasn't here's working the other part. out anyway. I mean, let's keep it real. And, but, and but, for all we know, we don't know this, but there are signs, Rob, that Trevor Lawrence, your future, might be a little bit tired of Urban Meyer. No, it sounds right? like I don't that. know, but, you know, he stuck but up Chris, for James Robinson, not Urban Meyer. This is the part that I'm, I, I like is that the kicker's name is to the story. He's being right. quoted. This ain't like, oh, you know, he kicked somebody in training camp and, and some anonymous source. This is a right. guy – Who's on the record saying right. this is what happened to me? I that that's I'm not saying that people don't lie, but that's highly credible. No, you're right. You put with your his name, name on it, absolutely. Right. And, and he said other people saw it, so it shouldn't be that difficult of an investigation. Yep. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. There's huge news concerning HBCUs today, Rob. As we said, it's National Signing Day. Right. And day. in an absolute shocker is the only way to put it. Uh, Travis Hunter, who's the number two ranked recruit in the entire country, Rob, is a defensive back, 6'1", 165 pounds. He had committed to Florida State he decides instead of going to Florida State that he's going to go to Jackson State, which, Rob, is FCS. That's Division One AA for the old school right. cats. Yep. Right? That's not the highest division. But he's going to go there 
to play for probably the greatest cornerback ever, Deion Sanders. And obviously, Deion could say, my man, if you, ain't nobody going to teach you this position better than me. And he's right. absolutely right. I played it. I made you, it right? to the Hall of Fame, all the whole nine yards. Right. Yep. And so, um, and they're one, also one Rob Super G. Bowl, get on right. here. Rob G, give us, because name, image, likeness. The new laws, Rob, may have had something to do with this. Rob G, give us the, the update on the name, image, likeness, and how that may have had something to do with this. Well, as you guys know, Deion Sanders is the coach at uh, Jackson State, and he does host a podcast still with Barstool Sports. And according to multiple outlets, part of the reason why Hunter went to uh, Jackson State is because Barstool Sports and their parent company, uh, Penn National Gaming, gave him a name-image-likeness deal worth upwards of $2 million. Woo! I'm happy for old boy. I don't know what his, you know, financial situation was like, but whatever it was like, Rob, $2 million will help. (laughs) I don't care if dude is uh, upper class, uh, filthy rich. Another two mil. That's, that's two million dollars, no matter A-Bat. what, right? Yeah, that that's even before you know for sure you're even going to the NFL. You don't even know, Chris. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like, right? There's no guarantee. There's a lot of great kids who come out of high school who go to college football and don't make it. Absolutely, that's just, that's just fact. Basketball, football, whatever it may be. But Rob, uh, beyond the money, first of all, this and this is where the name, image, likeness. And obviously, Deion Sanders is in a unique position working for Barstool, being a legendary football player himself. But, Rob, name, image, likeness in this case, even the playing field. Let's just keep it real. It evened the playing field. And I'm not mad at Travis Hunter if, 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 because maybe it wouldn't have mattered. I'm not mad at him, Rob, if he would not have gotten that $2 million if if he had still gone to Florida State. Because right. we but, all need money to, you know, function in this world. So I'm not mad at the kid at all. But, but I big am proud of him always, for picking an HBCU. Me, I am too. I mean, what a great uh, – uh, we've always said this. Scouts go where the talent is. Like, yep. if you're talented, it doesn't matter what school. A lot of great players. We always talk about Jerry Rice went to an HBCU, yep. Chris, right? Arguably the greatest player ever. Exactly. And, and so if you're talented, it doesn't matter. Walter Payton. Right, I know scouts, that was years ago, but still. Right. T.O., right? Uh, yep, scouts, T.O., great point. Yep. yep. Scouts yep. will find you uh, if, you're, if you're talented. Um, and I'm not mad either if Barstool was involved, Chris, only from this standpoint. For years before, the, the boosters used to give the Thank kids you. money anyway. I mean, come on. I remember. And even now. Even now, no, I, I know. Mean, Under the, Nick Saban's but, but, got his hookups, right? But I remember Chris Mullen, when he was playing basketball at St. John's, had a no-show job at a dealership on Staten Island or somewhere, you know, that was funding oh, yeah. St. John's players. Yep. And, yep. And, and he didn't go to the job, but they paid him every week. You know what I mean? Yep. Like There were no-show jobs and all kinds of stuff where people were getting money and getting loot. So this is not new at all. This is... This is just – it's out in the open now, Chris. Yeah. And, and that's what I mean by it's not new. But but kids getting money to go to these schools and go places, and now if it makes it an equalizer and they're now willing to go to a school, an HBCU, 
That's tremendous. Absolutely. And, and Rob, I've always said this, and I think you have as well. HBCUs are sleeping giants. And I mean mainly the athletic programs. And, and let me explain that. And I'm not saying every black athlete who's awesome has to go to an HBCU. Rob, you and I didn't go to HBCUs. All right, so, so my wife didn't go to an HBCU. My daughters didn't go to HBCUs. Now, a ton of my family did. My parents did. My uncles, all my uncles and aunts, my brother. You know, I had a lot of family that went to HBCUs. Right. And cousins and all that. But they are a sleeping giant in this regard. Can you imagine if half, half of the great black athletes, football and basketball, went to HBCUs? Right. Those programs would be national powers. Right. And they would have the money. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And they would have the TV money, Chris, because the networks would Yeah, we're not in the days of segregation anymore. Absolutely. If Howard's got the fifth-ranked basketball team in the country, guess what? They're putting those games on on. national television. Absolutely. It's just that simple. Morehouse, Xavier, Spelman, whatever. Not Spelman. Spelman's all girls. But, you know, for women, maybe they get on. But, yes, you're getting on. You're in March Madness. You're in the bowl games, and you're, that money, and this is what is really would excite me. Yeah, it, the money could help the programs. You build better facilities, you know, basketball, football, and all that. But, Rob, I, the money could also, as it is used sometimes at these other schools, it could go to strengthen the entire school, the academic programs, the buildings, you know, all of that stuff, the facilities – Beyond sports. And then you're talking about lifting the entire level of the HBCU, not only athletically, but academically, because, look, we know it's about money. And the more money you have, the better, the more resources you can put into your school. And in the black community, Rob, we need institutions. In addition to a lot of other things we need and we need to fight for, we need strong institutions and the more we could strengthen the hbcus the better off and stronger we be as a people and that would make our country stronger right it's a it's a trickle down effect and and 100 i've always said this and i'm not knocking uh people who give back to their black athletes who give to their alma mater but but don't go make it into the pros and giving millions of dollars to Michigan or Michigan State or USC or Notre Dame is ludicrous. I just, I, it just I, is. I, I, I'm with you, right? Even if you graduated from those schools, those schools are set. They have endowments, Chris. They're making money off of interest. You're $2 over, million. Dollars right. I'm to sorry. USC. Come on, man. Right. They, they, got, the a, they got endowments that are just eye-popping of the money that they rake in and – a school at HBCU could could easily uh, uh, needs uh, that kind of in, uh, endowments and whatnot. Uh, I know Spike Lee down in um, in Atlanta. I think he's a part of uh, Morehouse. Chris, he went to Morehouse. He's funded. Yeah. He's funded the journalism program, the sports journalism yep. program yep. at Morehouse. It's yep. tremendous. His own money. And his friends and his people who have donated to help train, you know, young black men in the sports journalism field, 
at his alma mater. Yeah, it's, it's outstanding. Rob, you Harvard University has the biggest endowment in the country. It's what is over it? Forty. It's over forty billion. But would it be? Let people be, know that forty billion. Okay, uh, USC. Their endowment is five point nine. At least that's what it was in twenty twenty. It's probably let's right. say six billion. Six billion dollars. Do you know what the endowment is for all 100 plus? I think it's about 104, 107 HBCUs in the entire country. Is it a billion dollars? One billion? It's between two and three billion. Okay. For and all that's for 100, 100 plus right. together. So, and like you said, if you went to Texas or you went to USC or Ohio Michigan. State or something and you want to give them some money, fine. But also, I would say give to an HBCU. Right. And look, and, and Rob, I've heard horror stories. Because a lot of times HBCUs, you, sometimes you got to rob Peter to pay Paul. Somebody gave you money for, for this sport or something, but you've got deficiencies in other areas, so they've used it for that as well. Um, I, earmark it. Right. Right? If you Can't want that, spent on that anything $2 million, else. right. right. Got to go to the basketball program. Got to go to the football program or something. And I'll say this, Rob. My family's got an endowment at Xavier University in New Orleans, which is an HBCU. Mm -hmm. My parents, and that's where so much of my family went. And I give to that more than I give to my alma mater, Oberlin College in Ohio. Oberlin College is a, uh, they have money there. I'm not saying that they they got USC endowment. I'm not saying I haven't given them anything. Right. 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 Oberlin Oberlin was the first college in the country, Rob, to admit African Americans on a, like, we we admit people regardless of their race. That was that's, their policy. That's unbelievable. They that's were the first. school. Wow. Yep. They were first to have women. They sent Moses Fleetwood. Matt, you probably heard of Moses Fleetwood yes. Walker, I think his name. Uh-huh. First black baseball player. He went to Oberlin. Wow. So, wow. I mean, there's a rich history. And like I said, I've given there and, and given back in many ways. But I give to this HBCU, too, because we as African-Americans, man, we, we got to support our own. And I would love it, Rob, if these athletes – I remember Dr. Dre, God bless him, he gave 35 – I'm going to say it was 35 mil, billion? Million. Million. I'm sorry, 35 million to USC with Jimmy Iovine. Remember that? They both right. contributed 70 million to start a music program. What do you think – so let's say he gave 35 of it. That's nice. Well, you think some of these HBCUs could have done with thirty five right. million? No, there's no doubt about it. And and Come again, on. you just pointed out how much USC already has, and that's not right. that it's, it's not that it's not going to help some students at USC, but I don't think they need it as much. And you know, I teach there, and it's a great school, Chris. And even stuff that I've done, like like I'm hoping, I've been in contact with my school to start a, um, you know, like a kind of a Rob Parker scholarship or for journalism students, right. but I'm also going to do one at Southern Connecticut, but also one at the HBCU where I didn't go. Right. So I'm going to have right. two. Do you see what I'm right. saying? Like, yep. I want to start two, one at my school and one at the HBCU. So right. that's what I've been working on to try to make happen for next, uh, uh, next year. That's yeah, great. so, so and, it is possible that you could help where you went, but also absolutely. airmark money for HBCUs. And this is great to see. I love that Deion Sanders is doing this. He has the ear and, 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 and partnership uh, with Barstool, which is fine. Right. And then did you see, I, I had a quote here, Rob G sent me, and 
This is what Jumbo Fisher on Jimbo Fisher. Yeah, Jumbo Fisher on the Feinbaum show, and he's laughing as he's saying this. And Chris, here's the quote: "There's a lot of the NIL deals going on before all this was going on. They just weren't legal." Nobody sure. knew nobody. You know what I no, mean? Absolutely. Like, this is right. what I said. This is not new. This right. is not new. Absolutely. And um, so th- this is great and uh, good for Deion Sanders. And I'm going to be pulling for that kid to get to the NFL and uh, and be terrific. And he said, Rob, he wanted to start a trend. And uh, hopefully he does start a trend. And, Rob, we, we complain a lot about the need for more black college coaches in uh, NCAA football, right? Well, this is a way to get it done. We've already said that. Because your power is in, start, in the yeah. athletic. Right. I mean, if, if, if brothers start going to these HBCUs because I want to play for Deion Sanders or I want to play for so-and-so. I want to play for Hugh Jackson. Black, right. right. Yeah, exactly. You will start seeing more black coaches at these big uh, – predominantly white institutions. So uh, use your power. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Let's move, Rob, because I know we want to get here, to a guy that certainly does have that, that killer instinct and pushing to be the best player he can be, and that's Steph Curry. And last night, he uh, broke Ray Allen's record, we all know, for career three-pointers made. Um, you know, no surprise there. Uh, Rob, I thought it was overdone. Um, it was almost like, I mean, they treated it like he broke Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring record. Um, I, I could see even the, the assist record by John Stockton, which is so far out there that I don't know if anybody will ever break that. But that deserving this type of thing. To me, this record is kind of like the Steels record. Like, it's nice. It's great. Right. But, But, you know, it was overdone. But here's what I think, Rob. I think it was overdone, and we don't have to get into our debate that we always have, but I think it was overdone because many people, I would say most. I mean, you had Reggie Miller there last night, who's arguably the best shooter ever. He says it's Steph. I think, Rob, it was overdone because I think, I think people viewed it as like an official acknowledgement that this is the best shooter ever. And then I think the second reason was because it was like an official acknowledgement of how much he changed the game. And again, we don't want to debate now whether he's the best shooter ever, but I I think that's why it was overdone. Because Rob, I mean, we've rarely seen moments like that get done done up this big when it's I mean it's one thing when LeBron if he breaks Kareem's record you know what I'm saying but this is you know it's not I I don't view this like some humongous record I I hear what you're saying on your point I think it was a a couple things a lot of people say because he's light-skinned no a lot of people like Steph (laughs) a lot of people like Steph and that's what we do now. Like the broadcast, they want to, they want to, everything's a big deal, Chris. Every, everything. If it's going to be televised. But hold, look at Tom Brady's records this year. That yeah. wasn't a big deal. Don't yeah. you, you know? No, I, I, I guess. Um, but I'm saying. I mean, you know, they didn't stop the game. You know yeah. what I'm talking about, right? No, I know. I know. Right. But I, but I think, you know, when they, when they, I knew this was going to happen when they, 
made the big deal when he was 16 shots away. You remember? Well, I, 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 I agree with that. that. You can see it coming, I, yes. I was yeah. like, what? they're talking about that like it's going to happen in tonight's game? I was just like, he's never made 16 threes, Chris. Right, no like, one that was That was like crazy. Well, you, you, Mark Jackson had an interesting comment a month ago, and Mark Jackson, of course, coached Steph. And, and I do think, Rob. And gave him the green had, light. Right. I think he had a lot to do with Steph and Clay becoming what I think is the greatest backcourt ever um, because he shows so much confidence in both of those guys who really weren't very highly touted, you know, coming into the league. Uh, I mean, they were lottery picks, but nobody expected something like this. Um, but here's what he said about Steph about a month ago. Because I said, you know, Steph Curry's ruined the game. Yeah. People thought I was taking a shot at Steph Curry, right. and I'm glad I had a chance to, you explain know, explain it. it to him because right. I, I'm foolish enough to believe what everybody get what I'm trying to say. Right. Basically, what you just said right. was a remix version of it. Right. Absolutely. I'm going to I'm going to youth games. My kids were younger. I'm going to their games, and kids are jacking up shots like they Steph Curry out of those are horrible shots. Right. <laughs> and, and the first thing they do to they come off the bench and they they shooting shots and instead of making a move going to the cup they're shooting heaves from half court i'm like this is awful basketball this guy has a gift and he has the ability to make that shot right that's like me i'd be ruining the game if i go and take that shot right i'm not steph curry right and i should not try to be steph curry i should try to be the best player that i could possibly be and people were thinking it because he made it look so easy that they could do it they lied to themselves that makes sense right what are your thoughts on that I've said that. I think Steph has ruined the game from that standpoint that everybody wants to shoot threes, and that's the part of the game that, yes, when you talk about him changing it, even though, Chris, you know, that's European basketball too. That was that was a lot of the guys, the big guys, Darko and those people out there, right? Who, you know, who played Dirk. basketball. Yes, they all did that, Chris. You know what I mean? Like, like that's a part of European basketball. Even seven-footers are out on a perimeter – Larry Brown hated it when Darko was, you know what I mean? Like, well, Rob, quickly, I don't want to, I don't want to yeah, stop just train the thought. But remember, remember when we started getting beat in international competition in the early two thousands? It was because Lithuania and Yugoslavia, Croatia, all these places, they were shooting threes, right? And they knew they couldn't compete with us athletically, or you know, just in bang, many other right. elements, right? But they, if they're getting three and we're getting two, then they're going to have a shot. And that's what was happening. Yeah. No, no, no. That's definite. And, and Mark Jackson's point is spot on. And it's not a rip job, but, it, but it's just like it, 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 it made everybody believe that they could do it too. And we've seen some Everybody's not a great three-point shooter. And sometimes you need to go like, no, that's, take a step or two in, Chris. And make a shot. <laughs> Can you do that? Here's my only pushback. Because you, I agree with Mark's sentiment and I agree with yours. But it does, and Mark acknowledged it, Rob, it sounds like a rip job. And you can say it in a way where it's not Steph Curry ruined the game of basketball. It's, look, these kids are trying to follow in Steph Curry's footsteps and they're not him. Because, Rob, you know this. People said the same thing about Michael Jordan. Not with the three, but that, oh, everybody wants to play ISO now. Everybody wants to go one-on-one and be athletic and, you know, fly through the air. And that was true. And people were saying that ruined the game, right? Too much ISO ball. 
Um, when you have great players, like once-in-a-generation type talents, it's inevitable. They can do things that not only the rest of us can't do, but that the rest of the great world-class athletes in their sport can't do. And Ali, Muhammad Ali, Rob, arguably the greatest fighter ever, right? A lot of his fundamentals were poor. Right, he moved his, pulled his head back when they took a punch at him. You're not supposed to do that. He kept his hands down when he was fighting. Right, he kept his hands down. He didn't really go to the body. Like all of that was bad fundamentals, but he could do it because he was so athletic and skilled and gifted. But if you go out there, other fighters try to keep their hands down and get knocked out. They get knocked out. I, I used to, I used to be amazed by that. Like he didn't protect his face or keep right. It was, it was, and and Rob, like, so that's my point is that guy, even with LeBron, LeBron came into the league. He was ball dominant. He was the system. And now if you go watch AAU, you see a lot of guys at high school level, AAU, whatever, they're ball dominant. You know, they're the system. Um, And so it's not LeBron's fault. It's not Jordan's fault. It's not Ali's fault. It's not Steph's fault. It's actually the fault of, I don't even know if it's unavoid if it's avoidable, right? Like, can you can you blame young kids for wanting to play like their idols? Right. Now, but, if coaches got to be able to coach them right, yeah, but that that's the issue, and I I agree with you. But I've been at some youth games, and I'm like Mark. I'm I told you I went to Lamelo Ball's game, Chris, like a a game here, and him and his brother. Just, they cherry picked, didn't they? They cherry picked. They threw up. I couldn't believe it. I I, <laughs> I couldn't believe that was a high school team. I, I right. the coach like like Lamelo was at half court. He would just stand there like the other guys are playing on defense. They would get the rebound, chuck it up to him, and he would step over half court and just shoot it. I, it's I, amazing I, how he's become such a really good right. player. He was so undisciplined and didn't play basketball. It was amazing. And I just shook my head at it. Um, but I, it goes on. It goes on, and right. the coaches can't do anything. If you remember, they got rid of that coach, even though yeah, right. he let LaMelo he and them do whatever they wanted. And they right. still weren't happy with it. 